So who's getting excited about Christmas then? Oh yes, there's some excitement already brewing. And uh, why do we get so excited about Christmas? What, why do we get excited? What do we hope to be given at Christmas? I don't know if anyone can tell me. Yeah, someone whispered it. I, presents. I know all the kids are sitting in the balcony. We get presents at Christmas. That's something we get really excited about. They can be little, can't they? Like this, uh, like this COVID-friendly, pre-wrapped and sanitized uh, candy imported from, from England and uh, pre-promised to Patrick. <laughs> Patrick, the whole internet is listening to you, so could you say thank you into this microphone? Thank you. Well done. Thank you, mate. And there's always, always, always the balcony token. Um, you can't share it because of COVID, but a British person is about to throw. Here we go. <laughs> oh! Now, interference... Interference. If only the internet could have seen that. Yeah, thank you, Joe. That's handy. You can, you can throw it to them like an American and it will go further. Now, uh, we get excited because we get these... Uh, someone told me, someone whispered, we get presents. I'm going to draw a little present here on the board. So we get these parcels and these presents with beautiful ribbons. They're really nice. We get excited. Well, the Bible tells us, actually, that even on the, that first night was exciting. And let's set the scene. The excitement's brewing. We're told it's just an ordinary night at first, and out there on the hill, there were these little shepherds up there on the hill looking after their sheep. Some people think the sheep would have been in a little sort of sheepfold or a pen like this one. Um, actually, a lot of scholars now think the sheep were just dotted all over the hill. So here's all the sheep, and it's nighttime. So what can you tell me it would be like at nighttime? What would the sky really look like? Cora, you tell me. Very dark. And so at this point, I think I might need one of my friends to help make the room very dark. Whoever's sitting underneath those light switches there, is that you, Jane? Just hit them all. Let's set the scene. Let's make it feel very dark. Now, look, there's more lights up here, and I'm going to just turn those off because it's not very dark at the moment. And we only put those there because your pastor's getting old and he can't read his bulletin. Very dark. Now, Sometimes in the, in the winter, when it's very, very dark and the sky is very, very clear, what do we see sparkling in the sky? Can anyone tell me? Stars. Okay, so let's get a bit Taylor Swift. Everyone take out their iPhone. Uh, other cellular devices are available. And uh, turn on your flashlight for me, please. And then we can see what it was like. The stars are shining. I'm going to take a photograph of the starry night for the people watching at home, and I'll post it on the Facebook page later. Oh, look at that, it's beautiful. Very nice. Thank you, church. And uh, then we're told it was dark. There was just the starlight twinkling. It was really quiet. It was really peaceful. And then suddenly, something appeared in the sky. And I put it up here, and you can shout out if you figure out what it was that appeared in the sky. Ah, uh, Josh Naraki, you're absolutely right. It's an angel. Uh, any members of the middle school Bible study care to correct the anatomy of my angel and tell me what's wrong with it? For those of you watching at home, I've been corrected. That's right. Throne angels have six wings to cover their eyes and their feet because they are in the holy place and then two to fly. I'm not that good at drawing. But uh, we are told that when the angel appeared... Suddenly, glory shone around. And what does glory look like normally? Anyone, what do you associate glory with? Not darkness, surely. Light, Mrs. Fire, correct. You can be the glory of the Lord with this Makita work light. 
there's a button on the trigger. There you go. Oh, oh, okay. I mean, it's glory-ish, isn't it? But uh, all good pastors always have a backup. I think glory probably was more like this. And uh, you get, who wants to blind the pastor? Does that seem fun? You, look, you, seem, you seem dangerous. Hold this. Mum or dad, I actually literally can't see a thing. You can, you can turn the button off. Because it's not American and I couldn't afford the DeWalt, it has an on switch, an on switch and an off switch. And I don't know why, but can you do the glory? And as you do the glory, maybe someone could turn the house lights back on and you could stop blinding me for a minute. How, hands up, would the shepherds feel if it was dark and it was quiet and, and then suddenly they were blinded in the face? How do you think they would feel when that happened? They would feel afraid. And we're told actually angel also means herald. Jane, could you put the lights on? Because I'm actually literally blind. But we're told that uh, angel means herald. And sometimes heralds make noises. Can anyone help me make a noise just to get the full effect of an angel? It says New Year, which of course Advent is a New Year. These are very clean. They're sealed for COVID. Who wants to yell down a tube in the pandemic for me? Well, you're going to get a couple up there. I don't know. The quick light. I don't know. Oh, turns out. All right, then. Here we go. Uh, there's one for your family and one for you, my darling. All right, count of three. Angel noise, please, church. One, two, three. Hmm. Due to the uh, pandemic, all the good horns are on a ship outside of L.A., kind of like that. So thank you very much. Stop the horns. I'll just draw some notes on the board here. Mr. Fire will be able to tell us what kind of note that is. Probably the one you're playing. Thanks, guys. Parents, take them away. Uh, the good news is you get to keep those and play them all Christmas. That'll be lovely, won't it? Oh, that'll be lovely. So the angel and with the noise and with the light, suddenly the shepherds are seeing and hearing all of this stuff. And you've already told me they would be afraid. So the angel says to the shepherds the thing that angels always say whenever they appear, which is do not be afraid. You don't need to be afraid because actually the angel says to the shepherds, I have good news for you. In fact, the angel brings all of his friends, and I think verse 13 tells us there was a multitude of the heavenly host, all bright and shining and announcing the good news. They said, don't forget, this is no ordinary city. This is no ordinary town. This is a royal city. It's the city of kings. This is where royal babies are born, and the good news is that a baby has been born who will change the world, and you get to be some of the first to go and see him and Here's the sign. This is how you'll know that he's there. You will find the parents. It's Joseph. We'll give him a head. And Mary. We'll give her, a, we'll give her hands and feet as well. Uh, and here will be the baby lying, wrapped in those swaddling cloths in a manger. And so Bible tells us, Luke tells us, that the shepherds very quickly went down and they saw the baby. They saw the scene exactly as the angel told them they would see it. And then they went away rejoicing and praising God because of all the good news. Well... At first, they were just the first people, weren't they, to receive this? And I don't know if you can read this for me, but they were the first people to see the light. There it is. Oh, it's the most nerve-wracking part of my whole year. But the angel said, 
Not only am I going to give a bright light to you guys on the hill, but this baby is so special that he is, in fact, going to bring light to the whole world. This baby is going to change everything and spread light to all of the known world, wherever people are. They will hear and see the light of Jesus Christ. This is the good news. However, not everyone feels like it really is all that good. Not everybody likes to have a a light shone in their face. Not everybody enjoys that. Uh, Not everybody likes having what they do come out into the light because then it gets exposed and we feel uncomfortable. Have you ever, uh, hands up, been caught doing something wrong? This is a question for the whole church. And we began our liturgical service with a general confession. So the answer is yeah. (laughs) You can wave. Um, Hands up. You can keep your hand up if you've ever wanted to get away with the thing that you did wrong. Yeah, okay. Um, This is a question for all the ages. Can anyone tell me what sorts of things you might be tempted to do uh, in order to get out of trouble? You've done something wrong. You're about to be caught. What might you do? Cora, what would you do? Run. (laughs) Run. Run away. That's a great answer. I've come up with several. Can anyone else think of another thing you might do so you don't get caught? Run away or run. That's really good. You have to shout, lie. Yeah, definitely. Now we're on a roll. Running, lying. Anything else? Bribery. Bribery. Oh, well done. Bribery. We've got one down here somewhere. Make an excuse. Make an excuse. That's the nicest answer so far. Hide. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've got one more in my mind. What about blame your brother or your sister? Yeah, that's a popular one, isn't it? People, are there more? Yeah, people don't like being caught. They don't like being found out. So they run and they hide and they blame other people and they make excuses. And so this doesn't really sound like good news at all, does it, at the moment? thing is, Jesus says to us when he grows up, Jesus says, I've not come to judge the world and make people feel bad. In fact, he says, I've come to love the world and I've come to give the world something that they didn't have before. I've come to give the world this. You can call it out if you figure out what the word is. Life. That's right. I've come to give the world life. Now, how does he do it? I'm going to put something else up on the board and you can tell me if you know what this is as I do it. Because on another hill, far away, and what happened to Jesus on the cross? What did he do? Or what happened to him? What did he give away? He gave away his life. Jesus gave away his life. Instead of coming and judging us all and then taking our lives as we deserve, instead he came and he loved us and he forgave us and he was good for his promises, indeed giving his whole life in exchange for ours. And the Bible tells us that we don't need to do anything in order to gain this life that he gives us. But actually, it's completely free, if you like. It is the best Christmas present you could ever receive. We call this grace, a gift of life that we do not deserve and do not earn, that actually comes to people who should be running away and hiding. The greatest gift that you can get at Christmas is the gift of Christ. You all thought it was Hebrew, didn't you? The gift of Christ is the greatest gift that you can get at Christmas. It is entirely free. And refusing 
to receive this present is like saying no tomorrow morning to the best thing under your tree. No one in their right mind would do that. And Jesus Christ wants to offer you grace tonight. Let's pray together. Our Lord, our God, our Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much that you are the light of the world. And although you've come into this world to shine a light on us, and that does indeed expose the things done in darkness, instead of coming to judge the world, you come to give us life by giving us your life, by giving that up in exchange for ours. The greatest gift, Lord Jesus Christ, is the gift of your grace. And I pray, Heavenly Father, as we come to gather around your table and to share in Holy Communion, and as we go to our homes, as we sleep in our beds in the darkness tonight, that you would come and shine a light in our hearts, that you may rise, Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of Righteousness, and scatter the darkness before our path and send us out in your glory to live and to work for you. In your name alone. Amen.